Pala of the house of Pharaoh, captain of the God, and the Egyptian brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which has brought him down there. Maybe seated. We have started a new sermon series on the man Joseph, perhaps the one man in the Old Testament that has more similarities to Jesus in the New Testament, as we will discover as we go through this sermon series. This series is called Keep On Dreaming. Don't quit. Don't stop. Keep on dreaming. Tonight's lesson, the third lesson in the series, is a lesson that can be applied to virtually every one of us. Can I get an amen on this? Life isn't fair. That's a fact. You learn that lesson pretty early in life. It's reinforced many times through your life. Well, certainly life wasn't fair to Joseph, was it? But before we get into Joseph, let me tell you about a young country boy who enrolled in paratrooper school at Fort Benning. He was told there's only four rules. Rule number one, when they tell you to get ready to jump, you stand up and you go to that door. When they say jump, you jump. Rule number two, you count 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, and then you pull that ripcord. If for some reason your main chute doesn't open, rule number three, you go to your reserve, your backup, you pull that cord. Rule number four, when you land on the ground, you look for that truck, get in the truck, they'll take you back to the barracks. The country boy said, that sounds pretty simple. I could do it. So on the first try, he's up in the plane. They tell everybody, get ready to jump. He goes to the door. His instructor says, jump. He jumps. He pulls the main chute. Nothing happens. He pulls the reserve. Nothing happens. He says, well, by luck, probably the truck won't be down there either. You know, life, life doesn't always go as planned. In fact, life is sometimes downright unfair. So what do you do in those times? You do what Joseph did. Well, what did Joseph do? Well, let's first look at that verse that Willie read. What happens? He is sold by his brothers down to Egypt. Had he done anything to justify that? Had Joseph done anything that would warrant that move? No. You see, life isn't fair. But God had not forgotten him. Verse 2. Notice the times, the many times... You see the word Lord. The Lord was with Joseph. 
And he was a successful man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. So it was from the time that he made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hands. And he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Joseph, in spite of the fact that he was not treated fairly, despite the fact that he had been sold as a slave, Joseph succeeded. Why? Because the Lord was with him. God had not forgotten him. The Lord was the reason for Joseph's success. And he is the reason any of us Succeed at anything in life. What did Jesus say? John 15. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bear much fruit. For, don't miss this in red, for without me you can do nothing. Any fruit we bear... Any success we have, any success we can come to enjoy, comes from the Lord as we remain connected to Him. So, when life, isn't, when life is unfair, put your faith in the Lord. You see, when people, when people are unfairly treated, and it happens too many times. They're tempted to give up, or at least to get by with the very least they can do. They certainly, they're certainly not encouraged to give life their best effort when they have been wrongly treated. But when you trust in the Lord, when you trust the Lord like Joseph did, then you can serve people well, whatever the circumstances might be. Chris Donnie got the job of his dreams. He was an architect at one of the largest firms in New York City. He was so excited, but less than a month into his new job, he started having vision problems. He went to a doctor who sent him to a specialist. It turned out that a cancerous tumors had actually started growing around his optic nerve in both eyes. Doctors tried to save his eyesight. They were able to save his life, but not his eyesight. At first he thought, well, my career is over. But through the use of computers, he was able to continue doing what he was doing. In fact, 
they discovered that he had a unique way of looking at things because now he was not limited just to his sight. He was using his brain. He was using his hands, his fingers, and now he was able to see things that other architects could not see. His limitation became an asset. It's kind of like Paul, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You see, Paul had that thorn in the flesh, so we don't know what it was, but it was some, something that limited him. It was some type of limitation. Paul said, therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You see, when life gives us lemons, and life often will give us lemons, through Jesus we can make lemonade. We can make a good situation out of a bad situation. That's true for every believer in Christ. So don't give up. Don't give up when you face a setback. Instead, give it into the Lord and trust Him to use your limitation to demonstrate His strength. When life is unfair, put your faith in the Lord and be faithful to Him. Verse 6 now. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. This was not uncommon for Egyptian women. They were very loose, very immoral. What's Joseph going to do? Is he going to bow down to temptation? No. Notice what he says. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is with me in this house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you. Only thing he's kept back from me is you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness? Don't miss this last part. And sin against God. I have been successful because of God, because of the Lord. How could I ever do this sin against God? That's who Joseph saw he saw that he would be sinning against God. He said to that woman, I can't do that. So it was, as she spoke to Joseph day by day, that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. He faced this temptation daily. She did not give up. She's got him in her target site. So what happens? But it happened about this time when Joseph went in the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside. He caught her. She caught him inside the house with no one else. 
that she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and ran outside. What do we see Joseph doing? We see Joseph remaining faithful to God, faithful to his Lord. Maintain your integrity and remain true to the Lord even when others deal falsely with you. Why would you want to make a bad situation worse? Why compound the unfairness with unfaithfulness to God? Instead, do what Joseph did. What did he do? First of all, he made the middle decision right now to refuse to sin against God. You see, in the heat of the moment, you might make a bad decision. In the heat of the moment, you might be led by your emotions, your hormones, your desire. So what you have to do is before that moment hits, you decide right now, I'm not going to bow down to temptation. As we face life, if we're honest with ourselves, we know what temptations will probably come. We can anticipate temptations. So we have to make a decision right now. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to bow down to that temptation. I'm not going to, to be weak. Make the mental decision to refuse to sin. Then second, refrain from any and all sin. Avoid, circle that word avoid. Avoid every situation where you might even be tempted to sin. A little boy was told by his mother, I'm going to let you start walking to school. They lived a short distance from school. But I want to tell you right now, I don't want you to go to that swimming hole on the way back home from school. You come back straight here. You don't stop at that swimming hole. Well, you know what happened. The very next day, the very first day that he was able to walk to school, he comes back home late and he's dripping wet, wearing his swimming trunks. The mother said, I thought I told you not to go swimming. Little boy said, Mom, I know what you said, and I really did not want to do it. So the mom said, well, if you didn't want to do it, why did you pack your swimming trunks this morning and take them to school? He said, well, I thought I could might be tempted. I want to be ready. Hey, that's, that's not the way to go. Don't even come close to sinning. Avoid sinning. Run from sin. Be like Joseph. Run away. Run as fast and as far as you can go. Don't stand there and try to fight the temptation. Instead, get out of there as soon as you can. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Flee also youthful lust, but pursue. What do you pursue? Righteousness, faith, love, peace with all those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Paul is urging us to flee, to get away from it. A good friend of mine is a wonderful Christian man, 
but he is a recovering alcoholic. He would say to you, I will go to my grave as a recovering alcoholic. When he goes to get gasoline for his car, he pays at the pump. Do you know why he doesn't go inside to pay? Because you know what's inside, those convenience stores. He will not go, if he needs to use the restroom on a tr long trip, he will not go to a convenience store. He will pull in at a McDonald's or a Burger King. He avoids alcohol because he knows that's his weak point. And he doesn't want to sin. He doesn't want to get drunk. James chapter 4. Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. When you're feeling low, when life hasn't been fair, especially when someone has treated you unfairly and hurt you, the temptation to sin is going to be even greater. Make a decision right now to avoid, to flee, to run. When life is unfair, put your faith in the Lord and be faithful to Him. Now, that doesn't guarantee that your circumstances will get better right away. Now, I would love to say, hey, if you do what is right, things are going to get better for you instantly. Truth be told, it doesn't work that way. It can actually get worse. In fact, your circumstances may get worse long before they get better. Because that's what happened for Joseph. Joseph, in faithfulness to God, ran from Potiphar's wife to avoid any hint of sexual sin. But what happens? She makes a false accusation, and Potiphar believes her, and Joseph ends up in prison. Folks, that's not fair. He was doing what was right and he ends up in prison, it's not fair. But that's what happened. You see, once again, life isn't fair. That's a fact. Despite Joseph's faith and faithfulness, he gets thrown into prison. Verse 21, But the Lord... Have you noticed a common thread in this chapter? It's the Lord. The Lord was with Joseph. Wherever he was, the Lord was with Joseph because Joseph was with the Lord. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. He gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Why? Because the Lord was with him. <clears throat> and whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. The Lord was with Joseph because Joseph was with the Lord. Despite Joseph's faith and faithfulness. He's in prison, but he's not in prison alone. The Lord is with him. 
Same for you and me. We are never alone. The Lord is with us. You see, God never promised you the absence of problems. Problems will come in our life. That's part of life. That's the reason why life isn't fair. God promised you this, His presence. He would never leave you. He would never forsake you. You're always with Him. He will be with you. Hebrews chapter 13. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For He Himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. No matter what happens, and life can throw us a lot of curveballs, you have the Lord on your side. So when life is unfair, put your faith in Him. Be faithful to Him. And if anything, if, if things get even worse, Keep your faith in the Lord. Don't give up. Keep on dreaming. Joseph's life, as we will discover in this study, Joseph's life is not so much a story of his faithfulness to God as it is a story of God's faithfulness to him. It's your story too. Or at least it can be. It can be your story if you believe, repent, confess, be baptized. It can be your story. Or as a Christian, you can seek His forgiveness and come back to Him and make it your story. He will forgive. If you have any need to respond this night, we pray you will as we stand and sing for your encouragement. Amen.